This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. November in the Deerwoods, the stuff that dreams are made of. On this episode, I'm going to talk about how you hunt whitetails in November. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis. And if this isn't your first episode, why have you not subscribed yet? Hit that subscribe button. Don't delay. If it is your first episode, I'll give you 10 minutes before I tell you to do it. But today we're going to talk about hunting deer in the peak of the season in November. I did a how to hunt deer in September, how to hunt deer in October. Today is how to hunt deer in November. Every month of the season has differences, has nuances, has things about it that are specific to that period of time. Sure, there are things that are the same across the whole season, but there's a lot of things that change as the weather, as the daylight, as the breeding cycle, all of that begins to churn and move forward and change. So the way that you hunt moves forward and changes. And when we talk about November, this is the time of the year that is the absolute most productive, right? If you have to save a week of vacation time to get out into the deer woods, this is when you want to take that week. Now, the rut in and of itself begins at roughly the exact same time wherever you are year after year. It varies only slightly based on how far north or south you are. So if you're a few hundred miles further north, that rut's going to begin a little bit sooner. If you're a few hundred miles south, it's going to begin just a little bit later. But by and large, it's happening at the exact same time every year, plus or minus a couple of days. And 
Uh, I've done episodes on this in the past, so I'm not going to get into it, but people talk about the moon, they talk about the rut forecast, they talk about when's the rut going to be this year. The rut is not determined by the moon, it's not determined by the weather, it's determined by daylight. And how many hours of daylight that we have, that sets the entire hormonal sequence in motion and all of the things that go along with that. So it's the exact same time every year in your area. Like I said, if you go a little north, a little south, it could change by a couple days just because of weather and because daylight actually is a little different, you know, the further north versus the further south that you go. And of course, you get into the deep south and things change because the rut is no longer a focused, defined period of time. It stretches over the course of several months and has a less pronounced effect because does it really matter when fawns are born in Georgia because they're going to survive the winter because they don't have the winter severity that we have up north. And God designed these deer so that they would know when they need to have these babies in order for the babies to be able to put on the amount of weight that's needed to survive the winter in their area. And it's not that they know it, but he built that instinct into them. So in the South, when the winter doesn't matter in terms of survival rates for the most part, then when they're born doesn't matter. So when they get pregnant doesn't matter. And it's a much longer season. But when you're hunting in the core deer states and the deer belt of the nation, the rut is a defined, focused window of time. It covers about three weeks. Two to three, depends on how you count it and when you officially count it as having started or stopped. It's about a three-week period. And, you know, I talked about in October, you've got the pre-rut. And that pre-rut comes right up into just the first couple days of November, and then the rut is on. Now, November has two different phases of deer hunting. You have the rut... And then you have the post-rut. Now, if you're hunting bucks, or pretty much anything, but for bucks all the more, the pre-rut, or excuse me, the rut itself is the best time of the year to hunt. The post-rut is the worst time of the year to hunt. Because what happens is these deer run themselves ragged over the course of that three weeks, plus the pre-rut leading up to it trying to find does to breed, fighting off other bucks, covering distance, not eating as much, not resting. They literally will push themselves to the point of exhaustion. They'll exhaust ridiculous percentages of their body weight. They'll lose muscle mass. They will just run themselves ragged and then they will crash. The breeding comes to an end and they will crash and they will literally do nothing except sit and sleep and eat day and night, actually mostly night. During the day, they often won't, will hardly move to the point where you will think there are no bucks left in the woods. They're all dead. They've all been shot. There's not one remaining, which is exactly when my state's rifle season comes in almost every year. Almost every year, it comes in right there at the post rut when there are, it looks like there's not one buck alive in the forest. I've never seen a legal buck during rifle season in Pennsylvania. Never. Not one time in my life. And 
Um, yet I've been shooting a buck every year in archery season and have had no trouble and many options in the exact same places that I hunt come rifle season. Opening day of rifle season, it's like all the bucks are dead or they've moved. Well, no, what it is is the post rut. They go and they just crash and they just sit and sleep all day. And then the nighttime comes, they feel safe, they get up, they eat, and then they go back and sit and sleep and they're in recovery mode. It's like, you know, someone who, who has an athlete has just pushed their body beyond the point of exertion. They're dehydrated. So you put them in a hospital bed on an IV and that's pretty much what it's like for these bucks. They're just laid up for weeks as they recover and recuperate. And that is the worst part of the hunting season. So it goes from best to worst with just a few days in between of transition time. So the beginning of November is the best time. Early part, even up to the middle of November. The Once you get past the middle, once you get past in most areas right around the 20th of November, things begin to shift. Right? It's not all in a day necessarily, but within a week, it's pretty much has shifted. Plus or minus a couple days, it has shifted to the post-rut. The, 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 the lockdown, recuperation phase. So when you come in the first half of November, it is guns blazing. Bucks are moving. They're covering ground. They're searching for does. They're throwing caution to the wind. No pun intended. They are just out and about. They're coming. They're going. They're, they're following the scent trails. They're picking up cells. They're, they're listening for sounds. They're on the move. They're not paying attention as much to their surroundings. They're making themselves vulnerable. And they can move any time of the day, morning, noon, or night. And you can hunt all day long. If you want to hunt all day long, this is the time to do it. First two weeks of November. Hunt all day long if you want to hunt all day long. Doesn't always mean you should hunt all day long in the same spot, but that is the best time even to do things like that because they could be moving to and from unpredictably, erratically, and when you don't expect it. So that is a great time to be in the deer woods. Um, there's really no best time of day, morning or evening, middle of the day, could be any time. If you can get into the woods during the peak of the rut, get into the woods. That's when you want to be out there. Hunting strategy during this, you know, two-week window is is easier than any other time of the year. All right, find deer, find deer sign, get out there, and your chances of seeing and getting a deer are the highest that they will be, pretty much year-round. Um, however. You know, you can get away with less strategy. That does not mean, though, that strategy becomes less effective, right? If you have good strategy and then you add the rut on top of that, then it just gets that much better. But you could go out during the rut with minimal strategy and still get good results. So, you know, I've done, I don't know, dozen scores, maybe a hundred episodes on deer hunting. There's a lot to know about strategy and how to set yourself upright and how to scout and find sign and where to put us your stand or your blind and all of that. You need all of that still. That all makes a difference now. 
that can help you go from, you know, from a decent chance to an amazing chance. So that's all important, but the rut just lay, it just raises the water level. So if your ship's already floating good, you just keep floating even higher. If you had nothing going on, well, now you've got, you've got something going on. So um, you've got great odds, great abilities, and it just gives everybody a better chance of, of being able to do it. And there are some properties, there's pretty much very little chance of you ever taking a buck on that property except during the rut because bucks are moving, they're searching, they're covering ground, they're looking for does. If you've got a property that's all does all the time and those does have pushed out the bucks and yes, that's a thing that happens, then during the rut, those bucks are coming and looking for those does. So you may have had no chance any other time during the hunting season, but now during the rut, hey, you've got chances that you've never had before. And now, you know, I like to do most of my deer hunting in the early season. And I've mentioned that on previous episodes um, because I like to get my deer in September even if I can. But part of the, what's nice is if you don't and you don't pull it off and you're not successful, you got the, you've got your best card left to play, right? You got the rut coming. And so, you know, if you couldn't get it done in the early season, then you can, you've got the rut. And you've got everything that that does, putting things in your favor. And it's a great time of year. It's a beautiful thing. I recommend hunting the rut to all new hunters because it is just exciting. You're going to see more, experience more. You're likely to hear more than you would any other time of the year unless you have outstanding location, strategy, and positioning, which you probably don't if you're a new hunter. So you're going out there for your first or second season and you just want it to have the most excitement possible and you've got a limited amount of time, focus it here. Now, I do you a disservice by telling you that though. I need to say that. I do you a disservice by telling you that because what happens is that people become lazy. They become rut dependent. They never develop the other skills for scouting, for sign, for where to build a stand, for everything from mock scrapes to water holes to locating and or planting food. They never develop all of the other pieces that are what make you a great hunter. They just go out in the rut, like like rolling the dice. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And deer walks by and they get lucky and then they just rinse and repeat year after year. That's not what you should be doing. All right, the rut is a big help, it's a big bonus, but you need to be a hunter that's able to hunt and take deer anytime, that's able to have good success anytime. And the rut is a special time to enjoy or to be plan B. So, you know, I could go a lot further there, but I don't know that it would add much at this juncture with what we're talking about today. But I want to juxtapose that against this immediate post-rut phase. So the bucks go and they shift. And they run themselves ragged until they can't run anymore. Or until does just stop going into estrus in their area. And they crash. And if you reach that post-rut lockdown phase. 
where just, the bucks are locked down. They're not moving during the day. You know, it, it could be hunting pressure related, but it's just as much related to the fact that there's less cover, they're exhausted, they're super wary, and they don't want to move during the daylight. They don't want to move a muscle because the muscles hurt. And then once they get the cover of darkness and they feel safe, they get up and they just eat all they can eat. So if you find yourself in this time of the season, which is where you will find yourself in most of Pennsylvania's rifle seasons and several other states as well, I think the best chances that you have to shoot a buck, it's the first hour of the day and the last hour of the day. All right? Very little, very little movement or chances otherwise if you're within that lockdown phase. Now, how long does the lockdown phase last? Ah, it can vary. Somewhere between a week to two weeks, which ironically is Pennsylvania's rifle season. And some years, literally the entire rifle season, just smack dab, is the lockdown phase. Just brilliant. Now, Often, though, there is, it's not to the day going to be like that. So, you know, the first part of the season, you might be at the tail end of the rut, so you might have some good odds. Or the last part of the season. Now, that's a catch-22, right? So if the lockdown phase starts early relative to rifle season and the second half of rifle season is post-lockdown phase, it might as well just be still lockdown phase because hunting pressure of people marching marching through the woods, the Orange Army out in the woods for weeks, is going to kill any movement. So your best chances, excuse me, your best chances in rifle season are going to be, talking about the post-rut now, if the post-rut kicks in after rifle season starts. So if your first few days or your first week are before the post rut kicking in, that's going to be your best chances in the woods with a gun. Um, you know, it depends in my state. It, the season follows Thanksgiving. So whenever Thanksgiving is, if Thanksgiving's early, you have some chance. If Thanksgiving's running late, mm, not much chance. It's much harder. But if you do find yourself in hunting during this lockdown phase and you want to buck, the first and the last hour of the day are your best chances for movement as bucks are coming back from eating and about to bed down or as bucks are getting up, getting ready to go eating at the twilight at the end of the day. That's your best chances to see a buck. Now, this you can always see a buck other times. You can see a buck at noon in the post-rut lockdown phase because that buck just didn't want to sit anymore, wanted to get up and go, right? Anything can happen. But those deer usually die. That's just, those deer don't make it. They're, they're not surviving that season. You know, the deer that survive are the ones that don't move during that phase. That's um, just the way that it is. And so the bigger bucks tend to be the ones that aren't going to move during that phase. Because it's kind of like natural selection here, if you want to think about it like that. You know, the bucks that get up and move during the post-rut, well, they die. So none of them survive to the next season. So all the big bucks, they're the ones that have gone several years without getting up and moving. And so they're most likely not going to get up and move. So if you had a deer herd that was untouched by humanity, chances are 
you would have a lot more deer moving in that lockdown phase. But because of rifle season and what happens, we kill all the deer that get up and move during that lockdown phase. So all the deer that are left, they're the ones that don't move. So every year you're starting over that every surviving deer is just one that doesn't move at that time. And so you get a higher proportion of non-movers and the only ones that are moving are the young ones that are about to die. So it's a little bit more of it if you think about it like that. But when you hunt in Pennsylvania with a rifle, that is just life. It is just hunters everywhere. And honestly, I don't even like to go out in the woods during rifle season on public land or private land because people can just be crazy, stupid, irresponsible and everywhere. But that's another podcast episode for another day. In fact, I think I've done one similar and may do another one in the future. But hopefully your state is not like that, or at least your area is maybe not like that if you live further out. If you have an area with fewer hunters, even if you're in PA, not everywhere is as ridiculous as where I am. So um, it may be different where you're at. But hunting that post seat part of the season, it is tough. It is difficult. Of course, you got to be in the woods to have a chance. But, you know, don't turn away from that. Oh, well, maybe if I just leave work an hour early, I could get in the woods an hour and a half before before it gets dark. Hey, that could be the best hour and a half of the day to hunt. You know, if you can do things like that, you can have some really good opportunities if you can be in the right place. Now, the question is, okay, where do you hunt during these parts of the season? So where do you hunt during the rut? During the rut, you can hunt anything. You can hunt bedding areas, you can hunt travel corridors, you can hunt food. Anywhere where there's deer, where there's deer sign in that place, in that area, you can hunt at any time of the day. Specifics of which areas would be the best are just going to depend on where you are and what the movement is in your area. You talk about the post rut, that changes dramatically. In the morning, you should probably only be hunting bedding areas. In the evening, you should probably only be hunting food if you're trying to get a buck because that is just what's going to happen. In the morning, bucks are coming back to their bedding areas. You got that short window of time during the lockdown phase to get them before they lay down. In the evening, they're getting up and going to their food. So you've got that short window of time to get them. Uh, They may only move a couple hundred yards over the course of daylight, period, period. And so you've only got a few moments and you only have a few opportunities. So if you can get off work, in the evening, an hour and a half before dark, and and just try to get out into the woods for an hour, you want to get out into the woods where there's food. Now, that doesn't always mean you're sitting on the food. Now, if you're hunting with a rifle, you can be 100, 150 yards off that food. That can work real good. Um, But either that or you want to hunt the travel routes to and from that food. Right, So deer are going to come into that food from one or more trails, hunting those trails. If you can be out there an hour before dark, you know you can have a good shot at taking a deer at that time of the year. So that is November in a nutshell. Beautiful time of the season, also the worst time of the season, depending on which side of the month you're on. 
And of course, like I said, these things vary by a few days per, per area, not necessarily even state, right? Some states are really big. They're really tall. You know, Pennsylvania is relatively tall. New York is pretty tall. You know, Michigan is really tall. You know, these where your state is and how many miles north to south can vary when the rut starts in the south of your state versus the north of your state. So what you need to do is learn in your specific area where you hunt, when does the rut pick up, and then when does it turn over into the lockdown phase. And once you've got that figured out for your area, that's going to be the same pretty much every year. It doesn't change. Now, people say, well, you know, if you have certain weather, you know, that can put the rut off by a day, right? If, if By a day. If you have terrible weather, it's only going to last for a day. And then as soon as that, you know, the 60 mile an hour winds lift, those deer are going to be at it. You know, people talk about, well, you know, if there's too much hunting pressure, then, you know, the rut's not going to happen. No, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen more at night than during the day. It's going to happen. It's not going to change by any significant amount for pretty much any reason. If there are deer and it's the time, it's going to happen. It may be daylight versus nighttime. It could be today versus tomorrow if the weather is horrific, but it's going to go down. The moon is not going to change it. Nothing is going to change it. Once you figure out what those dates and timelines are in your area, then you're going to be golden there. And they're not going to change a whole lot, you know, by traveling just a little bit. A couple hundred miles could change it by a day or two, but, you know, driving for half an hour, not going to have any effect at all. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode all the other episodes on deer hunting subscribe to this podcast and i would ask you to please go ahead and visit itunes leave a five-star review with comment not for my ego but it helps the show rank higher and reach more people so i appreciate you guys thank you so much for what for listening till next time god bless you and go get them in the woods (laughs) 